0: My name is Zara Fowler. Um, I played club at A5 for two years. I started volleyball probably around like 12 years old, um, like sixth, seventh grade. And I played my first year at Coastal Carolina.
1: Okay. So, sadly, you kind of got sidelined because of Mm a health issue. Um, Good thing is it's starting to get taken care of finally. 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 Um, which was awesome to hear that you actually got to be able to play a tournament today,
0: which is yeah.
1: cool. So, uh, so how did it feel to get, get back out and play?
0: Um, I haven't played outdoor in so long, so it was definitely. I mean, I play for fun every once in a while, but it was, it was great. We didn't. We took third in our pool, um, so it wasn't like the best time, but it was definitely a learning experience. <laughs> I got sunburned, so that was fun. <laughs>
1: yeah, was very hot. And and for, for anyone who knows us, uh, we're gonna actually both gonna be playing in a tournament together. Uh um, not the August one, um September fifth and October tenth down in Myrtle Beach. So those who, who know us, come out. Um it's gonna be fun uh double B tournament. Yeah. And you never know, if there's not enough people we might get thrown into double A. So uh we might get crushed.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> So, um, kind of, uh, you know, where's you – know, we'll kind of just get started with uh, what was the biggest, I guess, eye-opener going from high school to club, especially with your history at A5? Um,
0: it was definitely, like, the intensity and the focus. So, like, in high school, we kind of would, like, slack off a lot and not in, like, a bad way. It would be fun. But going from, like, not having to worry so much about, like, how I played and stuff in high school to really, like, honing in on, like, small things in club was, like, very intense for me and, like, a very different, I guess, place to be because they would really, like, critique, like, little things that we do instead of just kind of, like, pushing us out there to play. And that was the biggest thing going from – High school to club, honestly, for me, was just, like, the coaches telling me small things that I didn't understand at first. But after a while, I, like, learned to kind of adjust to what they were saying.
1: Yeah. So, like, give, give some of, like, the, the younger listeners, younger athletes an idea of what it's like to have to learn all of that, like, all that terminology and lingo and kind of decipher it when you've either never been in, around it or you get into, like, a totally different program.
0: Um, I started focusing on like one thing at a time. So like the first thing I learned in club was kind of like spot serving, like where, like what positions were like one, two, three, four, five, six. So I tried to like learn that stuff first. And once I got it, then I would move on to like different setting types. And then I moved on to like the different ways people hit. And then I moved on to the different type of passing and like the way you can move and stuff like that, like. I had to focus on one thing to another. And I think if you try to take it all on at, like, one time, yes. all of the length then it doesn't work very well. So, like, focus on one thing.
1: Yeah. And I know, like, even with practice and stuff, um, for those that don't know, um, we we call her Z uh, for short because she hates hearing Zero. <laughs> hearing her last name. So it's just Coach Z at practice. Uh, she was my 17th assistant this year, and – Thank God she'll be coming back next year. Um, As the – we're still – I mean, I have it listed, but we're still not decided. Maybe the 18s, maybe the 17s assistant. We'll see what happens. Um, You are also looking to have a former Coastal Camp player come in and coach. Um, I don't know if she's talked to you. I'm not going to mention any names. Um, (laughs) It's going to be like a hybrid position. So for our athletes – you get another D one athlete coming in to coach you,
0: which mm-hmm. will be awesome.
1: Um, we'll we'll show that surprise a little bit later down the road, but <laughs> with with everything at A five, because I know we've had this talk before and during season. Um, like I've been trying to model a lot of things behind them uh, from what mm-hmm. they do, what like my old club Pit Elite does. Um, what were the what were the top things that they did that that really? Stuck with you, and that really started to shape you going into college.
0: Um, It was definitely our ball control form of exercise. which kind of sounds crazy, but they would make us redo and redo and redo ball exercises if they weren't the right height that we wanted, or they weren't as far as they wanted. Like we would have to do like simple passing back and forth to each other but if it wasn't like above the antenna at a certain point and we weren't all the way like line to line, we'd have to redo it. And it was so tedious, but that was the biggest thing that like was so hard, which sounds so weird, but it was just like over and over and over again for like an hour. Sometimes we would do just straight ball control.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's always the biggest thing I know. Um, with uh, I think a lot thing that happens with a lot more young athletes and then you got the older athletes who build those skills and then they start to be like okay I don't have to work as hard now and it's getting them to appreciate those intricate details those not intricate well the the more minute fine I can't even say the right words fine <laughs> of of the game yeah. uh, you know how to pass a ball at a certain height controlling your platform moving your hips together and not just throwing everything out in front and saying, well, it's there.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's – what was – because I know we we, we both played the same position, and so we're both real big people, real big uh, sticklers on technique and consistency. Um, What – we'll kind of jump into your first – we'll say – hybrid year because of corona and everything of uh, coaching club. Um it was a unexpected transition to say the least yeah. I think. Um uh for those that don't know uh, Z joined us in January, January, February. Yeah, February. something like that. Yeah, late January, early February. Um <laughs> really only coached for about two months. Not even. And not even so they got everything sidelined. But
0: yeah.
1: um, it was really nice because I kind of could just give you the reins, didn't have to worry. And um, I think the girls really respected you. Uh, and, you know, I'll be honest, I've gotten nothing but compliments coming from parents that are still, that have asked, oh, you know, <laughs> coming back, who else are you having? You know, and so it does make me feel better, a lot better to not have to worry. So what was your, what were your first two months of, of uh club coaching like
0: um weird (laughs) like very weird it was kind of shocking to go from like being a player to a coach you have to look at the game so differently like I never thought to think of different ways to put stuff into words before then to like explain it to different girls and like that was the hardest thing for me like trying to get them understand like small things they needed to do. But instead of being like, Oh, adjust your platform, like physically like move their arms or like, Hey, like your hand is too low. And then realize like me saying that doesn't click in their head. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just kind of being like more outgoing with it. Like at first, I wasn't sure like what to say, like how to be around them. Like if I should approach them, you know what I mean? Or wait till they approach me. And I think, like, going towards the end of it, I kind of realized, like, I don't have to kind of, like, shy away from talking to them and communicating with them. I could actually, like, go up to them and be like, hey, like, here's what you need to work on.
1: Yeah, and and That was
0: definitely very weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it was it was also fun because I know there's – it was fun for me to watch because I get to watch them and kind of – they're skittish because I had – because they, they knew who you were. And they knew the program you came from, both college and club. And so when you came in, you know, and I kind of told them that night. And so they were already kind of on their toes a little bit. And then, you know, you stood there, you didn't say anything for a little bit. And I know they were all probably thinking because they know, like, when I don't talk is when something's wrong. Mm -hmm. So it was it was really fun for me to actually step back and just watch for once and not to have to have my hands on every single thing. So it did make, it made coaching, I'm not going to say more enjoyable, but it made it, it made it more enjoyable in a different way. Yeah. which which it's, I always love trying to give, you know, athletes like you that opportunity because it's just, I think, I think it's fun just to get your feet wet and you end up even, you know, and it's still – you're still a young player. You still get to learn, you know, how to coach and play at the same time.
0: For sure. It's definitely a learning experience. Like, even, like, today, like, telling my partner, like, small things that we needed to adjust and, like, talking about what we needed to do better next time we played in a few weeks – was something that I didn't do before, like, I feel like coaching this year. Like I wasn't used to doing it, but I could finally like do it. So it definitely helped even in like this tournament that I just played in today, which is kind of crazy.
1: Yeah. And it is, it is one of those things that you got, like you, you have going on in like inside when you kind of open that door and you go, okay, mm-hmm. you know, I'm learning how to talk different, learning how to explain things different. I think in, in, Everything else outside it makes you more versatile with your communication skills without having to, you know, look at someone and say, okay, you're already at this level. You should understand what I'm saying. And then you start going, okay, well, it's playing in my mind totally different. And they don't get that.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. So what's, what was the, oh gosh, what was the, what was the highlight, we'll say, of your very abrupt season?
0: me think definitely like the one tournament i coached at um i remember like towards the end of the tournament the girls were like hustling and like laying out on the floor and kind of like zoning in more than i think at the beginning of the tournament and i just like sat there watching and i was like oh my god like i don't have to say anything right now like they're they're understanding it they're looking at the game differently right now and that was definitely my favorite Like my favorite moment to kind of realize that I could just kind of watch them like learn and finally like click into the game, like it was just great to watch.
1: Yeah, and I know, um, you know, it's always trust. It's always nice to have an assistant there, and I think the big the big thing is is I get to bounce ideas off of you, and you do the same to me, and it's not a, uh, well, I have 10 more years over you. It's, you know, I need your input.
0: Yeah.
1: I think that was for me, especially with um, a couple of our other coaches who were both 18 and seniors in high school uh, gave them that same level of, I want your opinion. I don't care if you disagree with me. Like we have to know what's going on. Um, I think that's what helped us also with that team was yeah. we, we let them talk. I mean, of course, there were a lot of things that I wish we could have done. I could have done better and things that if I would have seen it, we could have, you know, kind of nipped it and changed direction. But, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But it's – oh, God, I can't say that now. Um, no. <laughs> but uh, it was still a definite learning experience um, to – be able to kind of pass things off to somebody and it was, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, just basically a thank you because it made things a lot easier. So what was like with, with your transition into coastal, I know, um, besides the, you know, health issues, what was the, what was the biggest difficulty or were there really any huge difficulties with kind of going in and, you know, you're not the top libero anymore, you're not, you're not the best person in your school.
0: The most difficult thing I had was not shrinking away from the bigger players, it's so like the girls that were obviously better than me, like taller than me, they had been there longer, had way more experience in college, um, so when I first got there, I was very, not very confident, like not in playing, but being around them in general. Um, just cause, like, the year before, I was, I'd still been in high school. I came for a visit. I was like, oh, my gosh, these girls are so much older than I am. Like, they look so much older. Like, they're so above me. And then the first few weeks of college, I kind of, like, got over that. And it started to make me play more confident. Like, I could hang with them. Like, I had to stop looking at them as, like, a different level than me, and, like, a different person than me. Like, they weren't college girls anymore. Like, I was a college girl with them. Yeah, so That was the biggest thing for me. Because, like, volleyball was so mental, like, that finally realizing that was definitely, it definitely made me play better. Mm-hmm. For sure. Because I wasn't shy. I wasn't scared.
1: And I did, I, and this, it's funny you say it, because I did kind of the same thing uh, when I started with Coastal. And it was... And it happened actually it happened way back when I was um in Pennsylvania with a d two school and I had that same feeling I was their age i was I was as old as the seniors um I was just about to graduate and go to my master's and you know i'm like i I'm coaching them i yeah I have to play better than them or as good as them but and it was the same thing walking into coastal and going okay, this is this totally different world. Um, I I can't screw up. And that was kind of the, that was that pressure. So it's, it it happens on all levels. For sure. (laughs) But you're, I know the one thing that I loved about working with you, because our first interaction was at Coastal Camp. And we ended up on court four. And I mean, that was- Honest blast. That was so much fun. So fun. (laughs) And we had great kids. We had awesome high school teams. Um, Everybody just was positive and it was always fun. Um, And I think that's kind of where it started for me. And this is why I always tell people, I always got told this as a kid, you know, you don't know who's watching and you don't know who's talking. And for me, that was me looking at you as a coach, like saying, okay, you know, I could work with her. And then looking at, like, Corinne before she transferred and saying, you yeah, I could work with her. And, you know, same thing with, you know, a lot of the other girls. And, you know, that was a big thing for me, kind of opened my eyes to you. And it's, it's funny because I think it happens a lot more in, in recruiting as well, and I don't think girls realize that.
0: That's very true, actually.
1: So what was your – like, with, with recruiting, what was your – We'll say nerve-wracking part of it. Like, what was your most nervous or stressful part of your whole process?
0: Oh gosh, um, there's two, two parts that just stress me out so much. Um, the first thing was phone calls. <laughs> phone calls were the scariest thing for me, and I don't know why. Just not being able to see somebody while I was talking to them and talking to somebody I didn't really know for the first time and having to like impress them carry a conversation um it just scared me I was like I'm gonna call a school and they're not gonna like me and I'm gonna mess up like they're just gonna be like oh we don't want this girl anymore like we don't want to talk to her um but I kind of got over it because I started calling smaller schools that I was interested in but not as much as like the bigger D2 schools and like some of the D1 schools. So I started calling like D3 schools, people that didn't intimidate me as much and getting used to talking to them on the phone, like having conversations, like sending them like more emails and being more outgoing with the process, I guess, because at first I would just send like one email and then like leave it alone. And then by my sophomore year, I started like realizing I'm going to send like five emails with different things in them, different videos so that they'll see one of them and like one of them would keep their attention. Um, but that was very stressful for me having to like have those phone calls and those talks and like having to ask like, okay, like, what am I on your list? Like, where do I stand? Like, are you actually interested in me? Like that kind of stuff. Um, And then another thing was I remember this so vividly. I was at a tournament with my A5 team and CJ actually came to watch me. I think, no, Dottie came to watch me. And I was just so nervous seeing them there at the tournament watching me that I, like, flipped out and had a moment of, like, just playing really bad, like, really out of my comfort zone. But then I kind of realized, like, everybody's watching me like my parents are always watching me like um, my friends are always watching me like it doesn't really matter who's watching me as much it's just like how confident I am playing and then I kind of figured out how to like zone back in to actually playing and not paying attention to who was watching me on the court Um, but that was very stressful that one moment because I was like oh my gosh I'm doing bad like this is going to be awful but then I realized it really wasn't as big of a deal as I was making it out to be I guess.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it, it still is because you have, it's very unique and it's, it's almost like a one-time process. You don't, you don't go through this except for that one period in your life. So yeah. it is, is very, very stressful to kind of go, okay, well, if I, if I screw up, and I think the moment you put that question in your head, you're, you're doomed and you get real shaky. I mean, um, And as a coach, I I, I had that experience for the first time. Um, It was actually a tournament you weren't able to be at, um, at Rock Hill. Um, One of our girls got scouted by a D3 school, and she's like, I don't know, do I talk to her? What do I do? And, you know, and then she started, same thing happened. She got in her head a little bit, and she bounced out of it. But it was, uh, it, it was it was fun to watch that happen though, because it's, it's a learning curve and it's, it's one of those things like, you know, I did it with coaching, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, there are people watching me, like whether I'm a volunteer or not, there are people watching me and, you know, you start to worry, but I think i found as experience went, went on and on and on that it's about, I have to stay in the moment and not worry about everything else. Um, <laughs> Uh, Linda Scahill, who I had on here last night, said it perfectly. And like winning, and I think this also revolves around it too. You know, because you want to look good, you know, and you want to win to like impress everybody. Winning will take care of itself, and we don't talk about winning. We talk about playing well, um, and I think that's huge, especially for young athletes who want to get recruited and want to want to go play college and. Um, what was the first, like, when was the first time that you had that inclination that you wanted to go play at the next level?
0: Honestly, since I started volleyball, I mean, okay, that's, that's not exactly true. In like seventh and eighth grade, I wanted to play volleyball, like in high school and club and at a higher level, but I wasn't really thinking about college. And then by the time I got to ninth grade, um... I had played at Carolina one volleyball in Greenville, South Carolina. And we had a college coach come into our gym one time and like coach us and kind of tell us where he's from and all that kind of stuff. And like hearing him talk and stuff, that's when I was finally like, okay, like I, I actually think I really want to play in college. Like that's something that I want to set my mind to and pursue. Um, Just hearing him talk about the girls on the team and, they brought in a Furman girl to coach us um, when I was younger and her talking about like her experiences and what she's done at Furman. That's when I was finally like, okay, like I, I definitely want to try playing at the next yeah. level. This is what I want to do.
1: So like after that, when, when did it click in that you knew you had the skill to do it? Like when did you know for certain, because, and I, I say this yeah in, in the way that, because I think, I think there's a lot of athletes that are not going to understand why I'm saying it like that. Okay. Everybody, everyone says, oh, I want to do I want to do it, and I know I can do it. When did you knew that you could hang with those people, like with, with athletes of that caliber?
0: When I tried out for A5 my junior year, um, I knew it was a possibility kind of before then, but it wasn't like, oh, my gosh, I could definitely play in college. But when I walked into that gym and they pulled me aside and said they were putting me even on a threes team, um, I knew right from then like, this is A5. Like, you can see on their walls, like, every girl basically at A5 has gone to a college. Like, every single girl that goes to their senior year A5 goes, goes, like collegiate, like they all, it's like a hundred percent, like everybody and being there and digging those balls and keeping up with them and being with those liberos and just like giving them all. I was like, okay, this is it. Like, I know I can play in college now.
1: (laughs) And I, I I feel like you need to have moments like that good and bad. And Mm -hmm. it's, it is cool to then be a part of it after it. So, but yeah. so like now, like going from there, how did it feel going into your freshman year doing coastal camp, and then working with those kids?
0: Wait, what do you mean? Hold on. So
1: like you, you just went through that process, right? And so it's yeah. very fresh. What does it feel now, going right back into it and watching those those same seventeen, eighteen year old athletes? going through that process, especially ones like where you have the recruits come in and the higher-level players, um, and that you start seeing them click? Like, what's it like to experience that, like watching your experience but happen with somebody else?
0: It's exciting. I like seeing girls kind of, like, gain confidence um, when they're, like, going, I guess – into like clubs and into like playing and stuff like that. Like it's exciting. I'm like, "Yes, like I know you can do it. Like you might not know you can do it, but you can do it." And finally seeing those girls realize they can do it is definitely like it brings me back. I'm like, "Yes, like that's what I want to see. It's so exciting."
1: <laughs> and I actually just thought about this. I think um when it comes to kind of like watching what you do cuz I know Obviously college and, um, I know I, I would guess a five, you guys have to watch film. You have to watch your practices in some way, you know, um, you, you kind of study yourself physically. You know, I think there are sports like dance that have that advantage over everybody else right off the bat is they get to watch themselves almost every time they rehearse. Um, and for those that don't understand that, um, a lot of their studios have full mirrors. So they get to see how they move. Um, I think if athletes, if more athletes had that instant, you know, and don't don't get me wrong, technology is awesome. You get to, you know, pause, kind of show them everything. But I think when you have that immediate association, uh, I think it makes a faster click. And... I think it, I, I honestly think it just helps you with your body image too. Like you start hitting such a deeper cut with everything and you get to really see how you move, appreciate yourself, and kind of just take it step by step. So, yeah. It's...
0: Yeah, I've a lot of film. <laughs> a lot of film. <laughs> yeah. So, what's,
1: what's been the. Oh god, how do I phrase this? What's what's <laughs> been the biggest the biggest training aid that's helped you?
0: Honestly, it is film. <laughs> that was probably the biggest thing. Um, I've had I had a coach when I first started playing. Um, video me passing one time, and then go back and play it in sm- slow mo right after I passed, and he was talking about how I took a false step. I went to go. Basically I wanted to go to the right, but I needed to take a step to the left and put my platform out sooner. Which is a lot of words, but I didn't understand what he was saying to me at the time at all. Like I was so confused. And then him going back and showing me in slow motion exactly what I did. That helped me so much. And then at Hannah, we would go back and watch film after every single match, every match. And she started to slow down, um, like, entire plays, diving, hitting, everything. And seeing all that in slow motion and what happens in those few seconds, my team kind of learned to, I guess, adjust faster and see, like, what their bodies were really doing. That was yeah. definitely the biggest thing that helped me was watching those films, actually, <laughs>
1: I think it's still, it helps you get over that like awkwardness of, Mm -hmm. you know, criticism and then seeing what you actually are as an
0: athlete.
1: Mm -hmm. I think those are, those are huge issues that I don't think a lot of people talk about. And, you know, you have those girls, I know it's always the I don't, I don't want to look stupid excuse. And I think that helps it. I mean, as much as it can, but I think it does help it. And, what, like, when when you started jumping into coaching, and, I mean, even, even in camp, what was your go-to to try and, you know, re- reassure those athletes that were hesitant or, you know, were kind of looking for that? Like, what do I do?
0: Encouragement. No. Um, there are a lot of, like, especially younger girls that will – kind of freak out if they, like, mess up or um, if they don't think they're really doing good because they see the older girls and they're just like, oh, my gosh, like, I can't do that. Like, I'm not good. And kind of looking at them and, like, when they do something super good, encouraging that and, like, yelling, screaming, like, smiling at them and, like, telling them to do it again, like, they start to, like, understand what they're doing is good and, like, they're actually like making progress and like you can just like see the smile when like a little girl realized like she passed well or something like that from being encouraging yeah. and I just feel like that's like it was the first thing about coaching that I really loved was being able to be energetic and like happy and like showing people that like the game is fun like keep it fun like play well but like keep it fun yeah I don't
1: know <laughs> no, I mean it makes sense and I know and that's why like we've had those talks where there's plenty of times where uh, for those who don't know uh, courts like eight and nine the higher the higher courts were always the lower well, the smaller kids or the less skilled kids usually the twelves elevens and uh, kids that were just basically learning mechanics and then the ones and twos were all the college recruits and the higher end athletes um, there were plenty of times where the eights and nines were more enjoyable than some of the threes and fours um and there were plenty of times where the eights and nines were a headache mm-hmm. and I think it really does it does come down to i think two factors and it's the coach and the energy they bring and then how's the athlete going to respond mm-hmm. so i know with how you approach things and you know i was another reason is I wanted to bring in more coaches was, you know, there needs to be a buffer. Um, our coaching styles obviously differ a little bit. They, they they have to. I honestly think they have to differ. Um, if they don't, then I don't think we get better, you know, at all. That's why you see so many college programs, they have three coaches. I mean, I 100% believe that's why they do it. Um, or you have, you know, one assistant coach and numerous volunteers. So it is it is a lot of fun to kind of sit back and watch. It is a lot of fun to watch those gears turn and everything click into place. and um, i I know I'm looking forward to next year with hope to God it happens, but um, yeah. <laughs> I know I know you've got plans on what you want to do, and I'm looking forward to them, and the same thing with me, I want to get to bigger tournaments and um, so we'll actually. We'll go into some more of the uh, nitpicky questions now. We'll kind of back off some of the more uh, detailed, monotonous questions. Um, What were your – oh, God. What were your biggest pet peeves playing? And were they different between high school and club?
0: Oh, my gosh. Yes.
1: Okay, so so you (laughs) can – without throwing anyone under the bus, or you can just say it.
0: (laughs) Um. In high school, there was a lot of things that went into playing that had nothing to do with playing, and that was a pet peeve of mine, and that's just how far I'm going to go, but in club, my biggest pet peeve was, like, people slacking off in a bad way. There's a fun, enjoyable way to, like, laugh and have fun on the court, and then there's a way where they just stop trying like give up don't want to be there kind of pouty like are just joking around the entire time and it's very i don't know how exactly to explain it but when somebody kind of stops and gives up Mm -hmm. and really just unfocuses from practice or a game that's when that was when i would i would get personally frustrated with like my team or somebody else Um, and it even happens at the higher levels at a five, like, um, our coaches have to pull us back in, um, especially when we were doing bad and stuff. But that was my worst pet peeve was people slacking off in a bad way, taking it like it was a joke in a bad way, not a fun way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I'm trying to think, I have like one more pet peeve, but it's not really specific. Um, I don't like when people don't talk on the court. That's a really bad pet peeve for me. And it's not something that's like too big of a deal. But if I see like a libero or like a DS not talking to like her hitters, or, like the people around here, like my brain is automatically like, Oh, like I don't like that. It's, it's just something that bothers me, but not everybody's like that. It's just me. So <laughs>
1: But but that's why that's why we need multiple coaches. I mean, I know a five. You guys, they they have two coaches every team. Piddly two coaches every team. You know, you, you run sometimes sixty to seventy coaches in an yeah. entire you know program, and besides that seeming huge, it's sometimes really not, and um, it's odd to say that. But it's it's still one of those things like you have all those different mindsets, all of those different attitudes or personalities. I think that's what makes those programs so good is all of those people can interact, and they can all and I cannot get this thing out of my eye. Um, they can uh, they can all interact and they can all build off of each other and learn. Ooh. So to so try and get back to what I was saying without where I cannot get the I got, an, I got an eyelash and this sucks oh well let's deal with it maybe not Um. I know with me I love just traveling and meeting everybody and I think that was another thing I learned from club was the amount of people you meet is huge and it just blows up every year um what was your favorite tournament to travel to? How
0: many tournaments did I go? To? Did I go? I think I only went to one or two.
1: Oh, I'm just talking between
0: oh.
1: Like, oh. like playing and coaching. I mean, really, I mean, you you went you came to two, came to two. Yeah. Um, but even uh, I won't ask you the coaching side because we didn't really get a full season in yet. Um, But definitely playing. Where was your favorite, favorite tournament for club?
0: There's a lot of them. Um, We went to really big places, but I really liked when we went to Texas and Kansas city. um, Because by the time we went to some of those bigger places, we could like kind of see the city um, with playing. So, My favorite tournaments, those were like the harder tournaments, the bigger ones. We had better competition, but then when we left competition, we would get to like go have a dinner somewhere in the city or like they would take us, they took my team to karaoke one night, um,
1: when we were out and
0: we just like screamed our heads off in like this little box, like literally 16 of us in a room because it was us and another, a few people on another team, um. And just, like, seeing those cities, honestly, was the best part about tournaments, being able to go to so many different places, and then just play good volleyball while I was there. Mm. It was great. <laughs>
1: uh, I'm trying to think. Ooh. Um, what was your... Oh, God. Look, there, there's so many questions I could ask. Um, oh. What was your favorite memory out of A5? Like
0: um this is gonna sound really really like kind of dumb but um I had a coach my 18th year and his name was Boba and he was four and he had an accent and there was one girl on my team that was just like the funniest person I've ever met in my life and when we would leave practices even like in front of him and stuff she would copy his accent all of the time and like say things he would say and stuff like that. And I wish I could do it, but she um, they make a video every year, basically showcasing the seniors at a five and asking us questions and stuff. And they asked her to do the accent in the video. And I remember like our whole team watching it and just dying, like absolutely like falling down on the floor, laughing, um, in the gym like watching this video of her making fun of our head coach and he was just laughing along with us and it's it's definitely my favorite memory like in the gym it was I can't express like we laughed for like probably 20 minutes about
1: it <laughs> we need to do something like that next season is start it was something I was trying to do this year was to try and like get little clips and stuff and of just like you know where we give the girls a GoPro or something they run around do vlogs and whatnot is start to do little highlight reels and all just the stupid moments and the funny moments and I think that I think that's an idea we, we have to pursue now
0: yeah
1: <laughs> and I mean it brings it, it brings this sense of family you know it brings you together and you know you guys can laugh at each other and I think well the one that was a huge thing we didn't do was karaoke like we yeah. had Many times I know like the 15s asked about doing karaoke and I was like, you know, I, uh, I'm not, I'm not ready to do that yet, (laughs) but you give me around the right people. I probably will. Yeah. Uh, and we actually, let's see. He's, he's, Oh my God. Uh, Caitlin actually just said, not even a question. Um, uh, she would actually take my phone. You remember this. Um, uh, for those who don't know, Caitlin, uh, Yeah. I'm going to butcher your last name on purpose. Um, just so you can't even respond now. Otherwise you have to put in a question again. Um, (laughs) would take my phone before every practice, every lift, every anything. If I didn't have it on me, um, I would find pictures, videos, um, if she could if it was unlocked, if, just thank God it never was. Um, I know she would have done a lot more damage for sure, <laughs> but, um, there's plenty of blackmail now that I, I'm, don't think she realized that I kept. So ha sucks to be you. Um, but I know and that I think that's, that's also one of the funny things is when you're at get, get comfortable with you and they want to prank you. I yeah. mean, there's little things like that that I know I want to do in the future, you know, and I'm not going to give any ideas out because they'll remember them, but um, we're definitely going to have a brainstorming session for that for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, man. I'm just, I mean, honestly, I'm just excited for next year, just with everything with the whole Under Armour 431 partnership and everything going forward. And, um, What's the one thing you're looking forward to next year?
0: Not it, not being this year. But no, I'm kidding. But like, yeah. I'm looking forward to actually being on to coach for longer. Like, I feel like I didn't get to know the girls as well as I could have, um, mm. just because I was very distracted with like everything at Coastal and not being there as long as I would have liked and stuff. So I'm just excited to like see the same girls and, like, even new people and actually, like, get to know them more, like, sit at the tournament and talk to them for a few minutes and get to know them and see what their life is like and really, like, connect with the girls. That's what I'm excited for.
1: Well, and now now you get to be a part of the tryout process. We get to go through everything and, you know, we can get even more regimented, break it down even more instead of just, you know, we've got two or three coaches. We'll have four or five now. We can kind of stand and really get in depth and make – you know, better choices, better selections and kind of reach out a lot farther too. I mean, you know, I'll even admit, you know, when, when you look back, coach always finds something that, that they could have done better. Someone that could have been moved around. And I think that's what comes with a lot of the, you know, you know, you hear from people and, you know, from whatever program, you know, you always hear that, well, I should have been on this team. This person should have been here. This person shouldn't have been here. Um, And, you know, it's – I think it's really hard. It really does get really hard because you want – you want the good aspects of everyone to come out. And it just does not work like that all the time. And I think that's what sucks.
0: Yeah. I'm, like, thinking back on, like, even things now. Like, even when I played, like, we said stuff like that all the time. But it, like, works out in the end. But yeah. I like it input from players I feel like coaching here you can actually ask the players for their input and that's something that like you don't see at A5 or like those bigger places like the coaches don't ask us if we think this person should be playing there like that's not something they do and I feel like small things like that is what I like about coaching at like this club being able to kind of not have those hard conversations but being able to talk a little bit more open about stuff like that.
1: Yeah. And it's not like for anyone that hasn't been a part of our program or, you know, hasn't been around it. It's not about saying, it's not about letting an athlete have a power over another athlete. It's more of a chemistry question, you know, it's more of a rotational question because there's so many conversations like that where it comes down to, does this setter work with these hitters better? Does this setter flow with this libero better? Do we run two mm-hmm. liberos? And there's I, there's a lot of lost in translation with those conversations. For um, sure. And I think that's where not a lot, but I think some conflict comes out of that. Um, mm-hmm. I know another one is always appointing captains. And my, <laughs> my process has changed every year. Um, I'm I'm figuring out as, as not democratic, but as um, fair process as possible, we'll say. Um, I don't like doing the whole voting thing. I don't like having the girls choose because I think sometimes it gets biased. Um, mm-hmm. Not saying that all teams are you know clicky, but I still think sometimes people pick the ones that aren't so much leaders. But yeah. they make a lot of noise.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: So what? What did like with with some of the other programs? I mean, you've you've been with Carolina one and and a five, and it's you know it's nothing to them because their reputation you know precedes themselves. What were your what were your captain selections like?
0: Um, I actually usually really loved um our captain selections i was never a captain um in club i don't think once maybe when i was like really young but i can't ever remember a time that happened and i personally i liked it that way i did not like being a captain i didn't like being bossy i like being bossy in the back row but i did not like telling hitters anything um i really liked how they did it typically at a5 um We didn't really have a set captain, I don't think, my senior year. But um, our junior year, our coach had us vote for one and then chose another one. Um, And the same thing happened at Carolina One. We voted for one, chose another one. And it always worked out really well for us. There was only one year I wasn't super happy about it um, because both girls – kind of started slacking off at the end but they were actually really good captains now that I think about it like they kept our team calm because our team was kind of too intense I guess at the time um I was a captain in high school my senior year that was kind of just a seniority thing though um Mm -hmm. but that worked out pretty well because like the other girl that was a captain was very like intense and like overwhelming and I was kind of like more bubbly and like not like I I'm very intense but when she was the other captain, I knew how to be a little bit, um, I guess, level her out a little bit more. But yeah,
1: <laughs> I know, uh, I know. There's you. You I think you have those athletes that I think it happens in rare occasions that, especially younger, like the like like 15s and under athletes, they go to one spectrum or the other. Yeah, a lot of a lot of times and you have those athletes that are very level headed and they, they do a great job and they lead by example and everything. And they admit when they're wrong. But I know I know there's a lot of times where it's I think it's just I think it's a communication issue. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, there's plenty of attitude problems and all that. But, you know, that's that's growing up. I think um, there's there's those communication issues where, you know, it comes out the wrong way. And they're just trying to get a point across to say, hey, we need to get that ball. And it comes out, we need to get that ball. And, you know, the
0: mm-hmm.
1: all that stress gets put on the person that maybe shanked the ball, but it's not, it's not a personal attack. It's kind of, hey, we all need to work together. It's just kind of reading between the lines, I think. And that's a – I think it's a very hard trait for those younger girls to learn. And I think some of the older girls sometimes that weren't, subjected to it yeah and I think it's 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 real hard I know people people are saying well you know you you're in a season for six to eight months you know you know that that doesn't mean though that we're going to cover everything
0: yeah
1: in the top programs I'm sure they still say there's a list of stuff that they wish they would have done or not not even would have done but could have done you know You know, you can, you can always, I think you can always find more time in practice one way or make time in practice, but there's just so many, so many factors that, that lead to delays that lead to slow down, stoppage in time that lead to the worst case scenario injuries, you know, and then you have, you know, you got damage you have to control and then you've got personalities you got emotion you know god bless parents i'm just going to say that i'm not one yet so we're going to stay there for right now um but god bless those parents of teenage daughters um i've gotten numerous times already saying i hope you have a daughter when you get older and i go yeah sadly i agree with you um but i know that really means is you're gonna pay for what you did (laughs) but um or, you know, it's just, hey, you know, you, you've you dealt with her for six months. I don't know how you did it. And I go, well, oh, you've had her for 15 years. I don't know how you did it either. So I just, I want to say it's probably easier for you just because, one, you're a lot closer in age. Two, yeah. you just came out of that, that system, in a sense. And you can kind of look at them, be hard on them and then they they still feel like they're on a level playing surface. And I think that was been doubts that's, that's the biggest obstacle I'm trying to overcome too is I'm 30. I've been playing longer than they've been alive a lot of them and it's like look, we're still on a level playing field, you know. Mm-hmm. Respect has to get thrown certain ways, but we're still on a level playing field and that was kind of how you said like we we ask more of the athlete now. We get their opinion more, and I think that's a sometimes a lost, a lost aspect in the sport.
0: Yeah, for sure. I couldn't. I don't even know if I've ever been like asked anything when I was I was playing, um, except for a couple times in high school. We did have a few like talks, but in club, it did not happen. And I actually remember one time in club us talking about. How we wished our coaches would do that. Um well okay, never mind. One time my junior year, my our head coach actually made us read a book about like respecting each other and stuff like that. And she asked us individually without everybody around what our opinions were about what we needed to do with the team. And that was eye opening. We we went from placing like in silver brackets to like doing pretty well in gold. Um, in like a few weeks, just from her sitting us down and actually asking us those questions, what we thought. That did happen. That was actually really nice. Forgot about that. <laughs>
1: yeah, and I think that that's that's kind of an approach that I want to take now, and I think we're we're going to take as as a program is to kind of let's dig into those into those deep spots that nobody wants to talk about. And it's not the real personal stuff, but it's just the the things to get you uncomfortable to talk. You have to, you have to understand who you are as a person in order to help somebody else. So, but um, I've got one more thing for you. uh, I need from you. And that is one piece of advice for those younger girls, even the ones in our program that watch or have listened and anyone you might work with in the future, what would you tell them?
0: Learn to be confident in yourself. And I'm not just talking about volleyball. I'm talking about like in life. Um, It's a very hard thing to do. Like even I, like I'm working on it now, like I'm 19 years old and I got, I might never like have a complete confidence, but if you like look at yourself in the mirror and say good things to yourself, like yourself in volleyball and say good things to yourself, your confidence will build up to where other people will believe it too, and it makes you play better. Like that's the biggest thing to me. Like if you're not confident in like your passes, go home and pass a few balls against the wall. Like put in a little effort if you're not confident in the way you talk on the court. Like Ask everybody else if, like, they're okay with how you talk on the court. Like, just be you, like, in the way you play. Because then you're, like, an impact player, not just, like, somebody standing on the sidelines anymore. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah. Love it. So, um, thank you for those words of wisdom, Z.
0: <laughs> Thanks. Uh, uh,
1: for, for, for those that um, do listen, and I know I'm going to post this on Instagram, obviously, and on other platforms um if you guys can come out and watch us i'm gonna hopefully remember these dates right September fifth and october tenth uh we're playing at the myrtle beach pavilion on ninth ave in um at least a men's double b tournament so come out and watch <laughs> two you know average height liberos try and win a bracket <laughs> <laughs> um where one will be walking under the net and one will be having to block everything and then get tired. So um, <laughs> just realized that I might start off fast, but I'm probably going to slow down towards the end. <laughs> so, but uh, thank you again, Z. I really appreciate it. Um, go, go inside. And take, <laughs> a back, take, a,
0: um, take a shower. Rinse off, off all this grass.
1: <laughs> yes. So, but thank you again. I will talk to you soon, girl. Have a good night.
0: Bye.
1: Bye.